0: What does our sexuality reveal about God? Today is September 21st, and let's find out together what God has revealed about Himself through our sexuality as we look at Ephesians 5. Yesterday we talked about the importance of submitting to God's authority in all areas of our lives and building a solid foundation on God's truth, including our beliefs about sex and sexuality. We live in such a confusing and chaotic world with conflicting messages on sexuality. And what a comfort it is to know that God gives us an authoritative instruction about his design for our sexuality that doesn't change with the times or the culture. Not only does God give us instruction about our sexuality and what sex is for, but those things actually point to Him and His unconditional love for us. So the second building block we're going to talk about today is that the gospel is written within your sexuality. We're going to look at Ephesians 5, 21 through 33. So let me read that for us. And further, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. For wives, this means submit to your husbands as to the Lord. For a husband is the head of his wife, as Christ is the head of the church. He is the savior of his body, the church. As the church submits to Christ, so you wives should submit to your husbands in everything. For husbands, this means love your wives just as Christ loved the church. He gave his life for her to make her holy and clean, washed by the cleansing of God's word. He did this to present her to himself as a glorious church without spot or wrinkle or any other blemish. Instead, she will be holy and without fault. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as they love their own bodies. For a man who loves his wife actually shows love for himself. So again, I say each man must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. What? Like when you think about sexuality, we don't typically think of the gospel, but it's right there. The profound mystery of Christ's, sorry, the profound mystery of Jesus' relationship with the church, but a mystery that is revealed through the love and sexual relationship between a husband and wife. So we all can better understand God's love and Jesus's relationship with us. That's what it's all about. It's pointing, uh, the gospel is written in your sexuality that points to the reality of our our relationship uh, with Jesus and with God. Dr. Slattery writes, the covenant of marriage and the consummation of sexual one flesh union point to Christ's love for the church, his bride, This implies that gender, sexuality, and marriage have mattered from the beginning of creation. God intentionally created our sexuality to tell the story of his covenant love for his people. And she goes on to say that the most important spiritual truth Jesus came to teach is the gospel, God's passionate love, his offer to redeem us from our sin, and the invitation of an eternal covenant relationship with God himself. And the way God chose to help us understand the gospel is through this covenant love relationship of marriage and its expression through sexuality. Well, what is covenant love? Because that's not typically the the kind of love that we see in our culture. First, we see uh, a lot of times we see a contractual love that promises to stay together as long as the other person holds up their end of the bargain. We also see a lot of romantic love that is based on feelings and promises to last as long as there's mutual happiness in that relationship. Covenant love is so different. Covenant love is a loyal, committed love that's not based on just feelings, but on a promise to choose to love no matter the circumstances or the cost. That's the kind of love that God has for us And it cost Jesus's life. So let's talk a little bit about sexual desire. Because let's be honest, we all have sexual desires to some degree. And unfortunately, one of the messages we can hear within the church is that sexual desire is bad unless you're married and fulfill those desires only with your spouse. Uh, There's maybe some truth in that, but that's a pretty narrow, shallow, and incorrect understanding of sexual desire. There's so much more to it because our sexual desire was ultimately created to draw our attention to the all-important truth that we were made for love. Pope John Paul II in his Theology of the Body identifies our greatest spiritual needs as intimate knowing, passionate love, and fidelity. While marriage was created to experience the gift of sex, where a husband and wife know each other intimately and express their love passionately within a faithful covenant love relationship, marriage is not the ultimate fulfillment of those desires. Dr. Slattery says, marriage is the shadow, the foretaste, the metaphor of the true longing to be known, embraced, accepted, and celebrated by our creator And this means that our sexuality is infused with a significant spiritual purpose, regardless of our marital status. Did you catch that? Because the ultimate fulfillment of our sexual desires is not found in marriage, but in a relationship with Jesus, people aren't lacking just because they're not married or they're not having sex. Celibate singles can find their fulfillment in Jesus as they steward their sexual desires and they can have healthy, intimate, committed relationships with other believers to know and be known, to love and be loved. They're living out on earth right now what we're all going to experience in eternity, and that's pretty amazing. So the big picture idea is that our sexuality tells the story of God's intention to draw us into covenant love the celebration of intimacy with him, and the devastation of breaking covenant with him, which he promises, though, never to break covenant with us. As followers of Jesus, we are called to be faithful to him and stewarding our sexuality, whether we're married or whether we're single. And to stewarding that sexuality is the way that we express our faithfulness and our love relationship with him. So are you being faithful by stewarding your sexual desires? Are you expressing your love for Jesus by being obedient to him? John 14, 21 quotes Jesus as saying, Those who accept my commandments and obey them are the ones who will love me. And because they love me, my Father will love them, and I will love them and reveal myself to each of them. Thanks, New Hope. Have a great day.